Hello and welcome to a new episode of Pat's Chat. Still locked up uh, at home. Um, but today, someone uh, from Singapore is joining me in this uh, talk. It's uh, Sharon. Uh, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you, Patrick, for having me. Yeah. And hi, everybody. Uh, so, Sean, you're the founder of uh, Happiness Scientists. Uh, you have okay. trained uh, more than 10,000 people um, mm -hmm. uh, So, using the science of positive psychology. We come to that uh, back a little bit later, what this is, what it really means. But first of all, okay. like as always, um, of course, I want to uh, know and understand where you're coming from, what's your background. So. Let us uh, know a little bit if you can share about your childhood, your school, your university. Uh, what was your early life, please? Sure, yeah. So I went to school in Singapore uh, and the Singapore system is pretty much following the British system. So six years of primary education and four years of secondary. Um, and after finishing that, uh, we have two years of high school. Um, and the interesting thing was I went to London to do my university. So I went to University College London to study psychology. Um, and at the time, psychology was not a really popular topic because um, coming from where we are, parents still wanted their children to be lawyers and doctors and, <laughs> you know, the professions that can make a lot of money. <laughs> so doing, <laughs> doing psychology was something not common. Um, okay. But of course, now it is much more popular. Um, yeah, and, and after I did my degree, I came back and um, became a teacher. So I spent three years teaching primary school students, um, English, math, science, all the major academic topics. And then I went over to the Ministry of Education headquarters doing work um, related to counseling, social emotional learning, um, and time out programs. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a little bit on my schooling. Um, okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. What, what's the specific decision you made or your parents made that you go uh, study in, in uh, England? Oh yeah. Well, I think it was. I think as a person that comes from a small country like Singapore, you always look at the world out there and you wonder what is out there, you know. And when I was in high school, I did make a trip to the UK with my school for a study for a study program that was about two weeks long. And I was so intrigued because um, we were studying literature and we went to the Globe Theatre and we watched a Shakespeare play and we were studying this play. And I, I thought, wow, you mean education could be like that? Oh, I've got to try it in somewhere else other than Singapore. So I think that was a very inspirational moment for me. And so, as I was doing my high school, I had this goal. Well, if I could go overseas and our family could afford it, then, or if I could get a scholarship, which is fully funded, then I would definitely go. Of course, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, you studied psychology, but then you started as a, as a teacher. How did that come? I mean, was that something that you were targeting? Was that your preference? Or was it just something, um, well, it, yeah. it was an opportunity to start that? Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I was very inspired at a, at a young age by one of my teachers in secondary school who was very kind to me in a time where, uh, I guess, as an adolescent, it's always a challenging time, right? You have identity crisis, you do not like the way you look, you do not like anything about yourself. <laughs> and, and she was one of those shining lights that kind of gave me hope. 
and told me that, you know, I'm going to be okay, you're doing well, that voice of reassurance. So I guess when I had the chance to decide what is it I wanted to do, teaching came up as one of the top choices. Okay. You know, maybe, I, yeah. Yeah, maybe I could be that person for someone else. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Inspired by a teacher. That's, that's yes. nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. So you did, did that a uh, couple of years. However, mm. then in uh, 2011, you decided, um, well, that was maybe not the best thing to do. You wanted to become independent. What, what made mm. you change the, uh, your mind? Yeah, I think as I was you know, going through my teaching life, I recognized that there were students who were very brilliant, very good in their academic grades. But in terms of life skills, like being able to respond to challenges, being able to work with people, being able to stay calm amidst uh, difficult moments, I realized they did not have the skills for that. And as a teacher, I was trying to solve a problem. And I didn't know what resources I could go to until I discovered this field of psychology called positive psychology. Uh, and when I discovered that there was a, a master's program um, in the University of Pennsylvania, all the way in the US, I told myself, you know, at some point I'm going to be doing that because I really believe in, uh, you know, bringing in a more holistic way of education and really supporting people to be happier. So yeah, I was, that's one of the reasons why I left um, because I really wanted to pursue something that I was really passionate about. Mm -hmm. Okay, you you just yeah. mentioned like uh, okay, there's an, another program which focuses on positive psychology, and mm. you started psychology. Can can you like explain me what 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 these terms like have in common or what separates them besides like the term positive? I mean, is there also mm. a negative psychology or what, how, <laughs> how how do you define that? Yeah, it's a great question. It's a very common question. So in <laughs> traditional, yeah, in, in traditional psychology, um, there's a lot of focus on fixing. Fixing, for example, mental illness. Mm -hmm. Fixing people's problems. So yeah. if in, in the old times, if you mention a psychologist, there's a lot of stigma because people think that, oh, if you go see a psychologist, there must be something wrong with you, right? Yeah. So the main focus of psychology was on fixing uh, helping people who have mental health issues, coming up with therapy to help people with depression, for example. Um, but uh, the founder of the field of positive psychology, um, his name is Dr. Martin Seligman, um, asked himself, you know, why are we spending so much time fixing people when they do not constitute the majority of the population, right? People who okay. are suffering are probably about 8 to 10% of the world's population. Mm -hmm. Maybe in these times, a little bit more a little because more, yeah. of the anxiety surrounding the virus. Um, but why don't we study people who are flourishing and thriving and doing well and figure out what helps them to be the way they are, what increases their well-being? So positive psychology, instead of asking how can we fix people, is asking a very different question. And that is, you know, what helps people, societies, communities to thrive, to flourish? So it's right. more like a, um, a precaution or something like that, how to express that. Something that you do before you really get mm. like, to a stage where you need a psychologist to, to, to fix you as you mentioned it. Yeah, so how can we boost our daily lives to be happier, to have more well-being, more life satisfaction? And I think the term you are trying to use is preventative 
right? Can, can we, yeah, can we prevent and can we build up resources instead of only reacting and fixing? Mm, okay. So that is the main difference between, say, traditional approaches of psychology versus positive psychology. Okay, okay, interesting. Yeah. So um, you started your uh, company, which is, is called Happiness Scientists. Um, yes. that, that is focusing on this uh, po uh, positive psychology. Um, mm -hmm. so, so let me know a little bit more about when you started that, that company, how you started that and what were your own up and downs um, <laughs> uh, when you started the company. Yeah, actually I started my first company um, 10 years ago and at the time it was called Positive Education because mm -hmm. being a teacher, I thought that was a natural thing to name a company mm -hmm. uh, and happiness scientist is actually a rebranding of my old company which i set up together with a partner just last year so i think you know starting up a business is didn't come very natural for me uh, i do not come from a family of business owners none of my relatives parents people that i know run businesses uh, uh. in my in my you know circle and so it was a big challenge first of all to let my family members know, look, I'm quitting my job and I'm going to start this thing. <laughs> and especially in Singapore, um, you know, my parents were the first to say like, are you sure? Like, is, is there going to be any business for you? How are you going to make ends meet? Um, some friends said to me, you know, if you stay in the teaching profession long enough, you could be earning a very good salary as a principal 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. And there were so many of these kind of mental obstacles. Um, and so for me, it was, I had to rely a lot on my passion. Like I really believed that this works and my purpose, you know, what am I here on earth to do? Am I just here to follow what someone else decides for me? Or am I here to help people? Am I here to create a positive impact on the world? Um, so yeah, the initial years were of course challenging. <laughs> um, aside from that, it's also, how do you? educate people about something they've never heard of right yeah uh, yeah 10 years ago this term positive psychology was so new mm. and everyone was like what is that um and so before you can even make any money <laughs> you have to yeah. educate people yeah. and it's a long process mm. right because people will be like oh you know oh, really uh, do we need that no nah, yeah. this is a bonus it's we don't need that yeah, um, yeah. we are good with what we have <laughs> and so it was kind of you know letting people know like hey these are things that you can implement now so that when a situation like what's happening around the world now you have the tools you're mm -hmm. not scrambling you're not yeah. reacting you're not going crazy yeah but you know that you have this set of skills or yeah, mindsets yeah. or you know mm -hmm. attributes yeah. which you can use so you have to create this kind of awareness, right? So yes, people are aware that right. this exists and what it is about. How, how did you do that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, in, I don't know if you know this term, Patrick, but we use, I use this term called being very thick-skinned. You, know, you, <laughs> you, you, you know, you can't worry too much about what people think about you. You don't worry about your ego. Um, mm -hmm. And you think big picture, you know. So it was like talking to friends, and saying, look, I learned this thing. It's super great. It's supported by research. Do you want to hear about it for free? Mm -hmm. And most of the time when things are free, people say yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was kind of my way of getting like, the feet, my foot into the doors. 
And so I just shared with them what I had learned, how it can work for them, whether it was a school or individual or a company. And I started to get some yeses. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, then came the next hurdle, which was, how do I price this thing? I don't uh, know how to put yes. a dollar value. <laughs> yeah, right? How do you yeah. put a dollar value on a service which mm. you have never known how to do? Yeah. So, yeah, I was more like doing market research, talking to people who are already in this industry and saying, you know, where do I start? How do I pitch? So, yeah, being very thick-skinned mm. was uh, something that I developed along the way, which I found to be absolutely essential in doing yeah, business. Yeah. Yeah. And I think besides the pricing, also, like, the, the measurement is uh, quite difficult. I mean, how to, how to measure happiness? Yes, yes. I mean... Thankfully, there are tools. Oh, um, so okay. the, like, the psychologists have come up with different measurement tools. Well, can um, you elaborate a bit more on this? Give, give some example or ideas how that looks sure. like. Yeah. So um, on this website called Authentic Happiness, um, you can actually go there and do a lot of self-assessment tools, which will tell you how happy you are, how hopeful you are, how optimistic you are. Um, I can share the link with you later. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I share it here also. Yeah, you will put that yes. in the video. Yes. And so that's one platform if you're trying to assess your mental state. There are also tools for workplace well-being. So some of the organizations we work with want to get a pulse on their community and their staff. So they can run a survey which is free of charge um, called the PERMA Workplace Wellbeing Survey. And it will assess how people are doing according to certain pillars. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. And then for youth, um, children and teenagers, there are also surveys that they can do. So I can send you all these links. Um, and this is the benefit of working with evidence-based research is that it is accessible and you can mm. measure it and you can keep track of it. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I am happy to share those so everyone uh, watching this can also uh, try test it and see yes. where they currently are. So, uh, Sean, I have a, a question. Like uh, you mentioned, okay, it's preventative what what you're doing, uh, but currently we're in a in a difficult time in a, in a crisis. Yeah. Um, so I don't assume now it's too late already. You should have done it before, <laughs> right? So, but, but what is the, how do you see the current situation? How, how do you help people, especially now that are anxious, that are maybe scared of like losing jobs or like even like mm. uh, getting infected and, and dying from the virus? I mean, there's many, many fears around currently. Yeah, so I think um, the most practical way that I've been trying to help is I started a Facebook group called uh, Positivity, Hope and Resilience Amidst COVID-19. Uh, I'll share that link with you as well for anyone who wants to join. Yes, um, yeah, and sure. the whole idea is to be able to share good news because um, mm -hmm. there's so much negative news out yes, there. Yes, yeah, yeah. And you know, consuming all this negative news is not going to help your mood nor is it going to help your productivity. So... Mm -hmm share good news stories. The second part is to share practical resources to manage your fear and your anxiety. So mm -hmm. like breathing exercises, um, setting your intention, a positive intention to start your day versus waking up, scrambling, not knowing what to do, um, mm -hmm. identifying moments that you can savor 
you know, like yeah, even yeah. when we're having this conversation, I'm savoring that beautiful background that you have. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. yeah, just, I mean, you know, and, and we can find these little moments. Um, and if we just know how to direct our attention to these moments, then we find that our world, at least the world that is in front of us, not talking about the existing world that is the economic world, at least we can be in control of the, the world that we are creating internally for ourselves. Right? So, and then the last bit is useful resources. So, if you're a parent working from home and you have kids to entertain, what are some of the free and helpful resources that are also educational that parents can share with their kids? Or what are some uh, things out there like museums or Shakespeare plays that you can watch if you are taking a break? So, things like that. So, um, to me, that is one practical way that I'm trying to help my friends and the people in my community. Nice. Yeah. That's uh, great. Yeah. 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 There's many tips already. I appreciate that. And uh, thanks. Thanks a lot for that. Um, so in, in general, um, let's, let's not look at this um, uh, COVID-19 for the, for the moment. If you had to talk mm-hmm. like uh, maybe one month uh, ago, I would have asked the same question also. Um, and it reminds me the question a bit of, of the movie, the Joker, you know, when, when at the time he says like, Oh, is it just me or is it getting crazier out there? What, what, mm. what, what what's your opinion on that? Do you see over the last 10 years, like, uh, how the world changed or people, uh, people interacting with each other uh, that changed a lot is, I mean, is there a lot more work for you to do to make, to help people getting happier? Yes, uh, when I first came back from the US, that was in 2011, um, and I started talking about this topic, most of the time people thought it was a bonus topic. Mm-hmm. Bonus as in like, oh, I'll do it if I have spare capital. I'll do it if I have spare time. Um, and now, I think in the, especially in the last three to five years, at least in Singapore and the region, um, I'm seeing more organizations and particularly schools because I used to be a teacher. Um, start thinking, you know, we can't just be thinking of this as a bonus. It needs to be something fundamental. It needs to be part of the culture. Um, we need to start putting these things in place right away and not wait until something happens then teach our children or teach the teachers or teach our staff how to do. So definitely, if I look across 10 years, there's definitely been more awareness, uh, more people willing to try um, And I I think this has got to do with the fact that the younger generation, the millennial generation, is pushing for this in the workplace. Mm, Okay, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they are saying that it's good to talk about mental health issues. It's Uh good to find purpose in your job. And it's good to self-care. So I think because of their entrance into the workforce and the new generation Z, there's been a shift in companies more willing to invest in training related to mental wellness, uh, stress management, and motivation, and, and all these things. Yeah, so okay. definitely, uh, I see an uptrend. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, in terms of people's knowledge, they are now far more knowledgeable than they used to be about this topic. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so maybe the just, topic also is uh, a topic nowadays you can talk talk more openly about it. Yeah. Maybe some years ago, this was like a forbidden topic that says, yes, let's yeah. say, cannot, cannot talk about psychology, something bad or something like this. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think the way in which the world works, like there's so much more use of technology. Uh, and because of technology, people are expected to be more efficient, effective, but all that has a toll on humans. Mm-hmm. We are working at a speed and a pace that I think is not always healthy. Like go, yeah. go, 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 go. Produce, 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 you know, and perhaps um, it's just reach a point where uh, our productivity is now ironically being affected by the fact that we are working too much and not having enough breaks, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I always share with my clients, you know, is it possible to slow down in order to speed up? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can sense. we yeah. take breaks so mm. that we can allow our engine and our yeah. brain and our body to rest mm-hmm. in order so that when we return back to whatever we're doing, mm. we have more clarity, we have, you know, faster, we can work a little more efficiently mm. and then we don't have to work such long hours, right? Mm. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I fully agree yeah. with that. And uh, in, in, I mean, you, you share a lot of uh, resources and ideas uh, also in, in uh, uh, different different um, uh, ways. For example, uh, the TEDx talk that you had on, on happiness. I think it's an awesome mm-hmm. resource, a good video. I will share that uh-huh. link to that also. People can watch that. But also you have uh, uh, written a book, your author. Um, so let's take uh, one, two minutes to to talk about the book um, maybe you can mm. explain what what it is about yeah the book is called uh, road to success volume two and it's a collaborative book with uh, jack canfield who is the originator of the chicken soup for the soul series so i don't know if you know about that series but it's it's, it's very popular and um, he has written multiple books and uh, a collaborative book essentially means that everybody contributes a chapter to the book according to the theme. So uh, that was something that happened in 2016. Um, And at the time, I was really passionate about parenting (laughs) and parenting success. (laughs) I have two girls uh, and it was such a a journey, it still is, on how do you raise, (laughs) how do you be a good parent, Mm -hmm. not in not in the traditional sense of um, helping them to get good grades as it is very much here in Singapore and other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. But how do you be a parent that raises a thriving child? Mm-hmm. What does it mean for the child to flourish? What does okay. it mean for you as a parent to grow with your child? So essentially, that's what I wrote about in the book. <laughs> okay, okay, awesome. Yeah, um, I think worth also to to go through that um, as a maybe a self help uh, tool, something like that. Can yes. uh, learn a lot from it, definitely. Um, yes. Okay, yeah. that's. That's great. Sorry, I, I just interrupted you. Um, okay. Um, so, Sean, all, like, like uh, I got a lot of input and ideas. Um, well, what would you say is, um, is there a formula for happiness? And if there is, what, what is your formula? <laughs> I think, I think uh, everybody's formula will likely be different because we all come from different backgrounds. But we can have uh, a good beginning by looking at what the research is saying. For example, um, research has found that if we are grateful and focus on the things that are going well, 
um, over time, it can have a long-term positive impact on your well-being. So however you want to do it, that really can be an individual thing. For example, I could share with you what I'm grateful for. And because I like, I'm an extrovert and I like human interaction, that would make me very happy, right? But an introvert may not like to talk to someone about it. Well, then an introvert could do a gratitude journal because it's someone somewhat inward-focused and nobody yet reads it. But the principle is that gratitude in the research has been found to increase happiness. So the research is where we can start for someone who's thinking like, where do I even start? What do I even do? Um, and I would say those would be good ingredients for coming up with a formula. But at the end of the day, I think everybody responds to different uh, practices in different ways. And it has an impact, uh, a varying impact on different individuals. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I yeah. agree with that. I was just thinking mm. about uh, what you explained, uh, the difference between introverts and extroverts. <laughs> uh, we have a, a lot of discussion on this uh, uh, over the last two weeks, you know, because right. many people said, like uh, oh, currently, um, especially in Malaysia now, where we have the the lockdown, right? So we cannot mm. go out. Um, people s say that probably introverts are currently the happier people than the extroverts because they find themselves in their comfort zone, right? They don't have yes. to go out, they don't have yes. to talk to people and things like that. So I, I, I think what you said just makes a, a lot of sense. I mean, this mm. uh, obviously no no one formula. Um, but would yes. you agree with like, uh, uh, let's, let me phrase the, the question differently. How would you approach introverts and extroverts um, differently in the current time? Yeah, I think there are lessons to be learned from both ends of the scale, right? So an introvert, we want to ask ourselves what, what are the conditions now that makes introverts possibly happier than the extroverts? And that is, you know, internal stimulation right? Second, maybe uh, peace and quiet. <laughs> Third is space, space and boundaries, right? So for them, these three things are really important. And if you think about it, these are also really important for extroverts. Mm -hmm. It's just that it looks different to an extrovert. So an extrovert feels peace and calm when they have the opportunity to connect. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas an introvert gets overstimulated on the outside and they need mm -hmm. the internal right so space and boundaries an introvert needs more space and boundaries but it doesn't mean an extrovert needs zero space and boundaries mm -hmm. they just need you know that that definition of the space and boundaries look different yeah. so essentially these three things still matter mm. but they just manifest differently for the introvert versus the extrovert right so if you're an extrovert and you go around uh, on a party from one party to another, at some point you will be tired, right? And you will need that boundary, you will need that space. But it's just that you probably have a lot more, uh, how do you call that? You have a lot more ability to withstand that because you enjoy it. Mm -hmm.
Yes. I'm okay. Very introvert. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Good. 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 Yeah. I I like that very much. And uh, mm. uh, I think we can talk another uh, one or two hours about that. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, sure. I have to I have to uh, come to a to an end with this uh, with this episode. So I yeah. thank you very much for your time and sharing your uh, ideas, your point of view, and uh, what uh, positive psychology is is about. I think very interesting. And I hope uh, yeah, people watching this uh, can uh, look out for the resources um, that mm. you're sharing and get in contact with you uh, for some yes. additional help and coaching and uh, training also. Sure. Um, so before you just shared like uh, uh, three ideas uh, on how to become a happier life. And I think you need to make your kids happy soon. Yes. <laughs> But maybe, maybe one last thing uh, I just want to ask you is that, Is there like a daily routine that you have or you can recommend to, to people to just be a bit happier in general? Yes, yes. Um, so I, I do uh, meditation every day. It's not very long, but it is something that helps to center me. And I have a variety of different strategies. Happy to share the resources as well. Um, but I don't do it for very long because, you know, There isn't a lot of time in my day that I can spare. When I have time, I do a longer practice. But I do things like uh, focus on my breath. That's one. Number two, um, this practice called loving kindness meditation, where you kind of recite the same four sentences um, for different groups that you want to send love and kindness to. So that during this period especially, that's been something I've been doing every night before I go to bed. And in the morning, I wake up. Uh, I do the same thing so that I can channel my intention and my energy in the right space. Mm. Um, the second one is I exercise. I try to exercise every day minimally um, 10 to 15 minutes minimum. Mm. Like if I really have no time, I do like a seven minute workout yeah. <laughs> and, and I go all out, you know, but I find that exercise um, has a natural way of introducing the endorphins, mm -hmm. which help us to be more positive. It helps the blood to move. Um, and overall, you just feel so much better um, after that bout of exercise. So, yeah. Okay. For, Meditation for, uh, and exercising. Yes. Okay, awesome. Great. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Uh, and this was a really great talk. I like I like that a lot. Um thanks and uh Thank you yeah, for please, having uh, yeah, sure. Thanks for your time. Uh please stay uh, safe and healthy and of course always happy. Absolutely. Same to you. Please thanks. stay safe and to everyone else as well. Sure. Thank you very much. And uh thank you very much uh to you the audience for um Uh, watching this episode i hope you stay happy too and uh, please make uh, uh, sure you check the resources we're, we're sharing here from uh, karen or reach out to her directly uh, thanks and uh, well stay safe have a good day and see you with the next episode this episode was brought to you by hopnop hopnop is a community of like-minded professionals freelancers entrepreneurs founders, business owners, and local influencers that meet monthly at unique venues to network, mix, and mingle. Live networking events are the best way to meet new people in your city and make new connections. Hopnop, your network is your net worth. Grow your circle of influence.